This is the Limitless Conversation podcast, and today we're talking to Priscilla Nguyen about her appearance on the Food Network. What was the auditioning process like to be selected for Worst Cooks in America? I'll be honest, this is exactly what I was doing whenever I applied for the show. I always would watch a Food Network, but I only liked the, the competitions. I didn't like, I don't know how to cook that well. So you would think I would watch the shows where they would actually show you how to cook. But no, I, I wasn't patient to sit there and watch. I would love to see the competitions where, like, they're in action, they're moving around, going fast. So I saw um, an advertisement on Food Network where they were saying that, um, you know, you can apply to be on the show or Samantha. And I was like, well, you know, I've always been told that I can't cook, that I'm a horrible cook. And so I was like, well, let me just see what the application process would be like. So I literally Googled it, went to foodnetwork.com, looked up the show, um, and then you just applied. Um, all It's like a very um, in-depth uh, application. They ask you so many different questions like, okay, name an experience where, you know, name a bad cooking experience. Or how do you think your friends and family would say your cooking is? Or, you know, um has there ever been a time when you made someone sick? Like, they just ask you all these different questions, and then um, they make you upload photos of yourself and then submit. And then it took about, I believe, a month or two months before I received an email saying that they were interested in being on the show and they wanted to do um, a Skype interview with me. And so they did the Skype interview with me a few weeks later, um, and then I got a phone call asking me to be on the show. How, how did you feel they did with your personality, right? Because I think uh, so. Let me let me start off. I've always wanted to be on a TV show, right? But I, what I, I'm always scared about is how they edit it to make you look. Do you feel like they did a good job with your personality, and that they kind of really showed uh, how things happened on the show, or do you feel like it was edited heavily? Okay, so with for me, I think that they they didn't really edit that much with me um, because. I'll be honest, now that the show is over, <laughs> um, I went into it thinking I had no idea what the show would have been like at all. I've only seen it on TV. I've never been in that industry before. So I was just thinking, okay, is it fake or is it real? Like, are they just, you know, do they give you a script to say, you know, and you have to go by it? And when I got there, you know, when you're filming and they say, they'll say, hey, run crazy like you're going to go get something. Um, We'll do that, and then they'll stop. And so that's whenever, you know, in the scene, you'll see us in the beginning of each, like, competition. You know, we're running frantically everywhere. Um, but for the most part, everything else, we're literally, it's, it's, once they film it, they film it, and that's it. And what you see is what you get. So all those bits and pieces where, you know, we're dropping stuff, or whenever, you know, I had my toaster sideways, which that wasn't fake. I legitimately do that at home. Uh, I shouldn't, but I do. Uh, <laughs> and the toast flies out. You know, they didn't edit that. They they portrayed me um, just as I was. As for everyone else, I didn't realize that several of the contestants were already on other shows. To me, I thought the season that I was on was taking normal people, regular people that um, that have never been on TV before. Uh, and putting this in, putting them in this competition, and having them compete, and taking the worst and making them into the best. But some of them had already been on the other shows, and to me, I just felt like it was, I was not disappointed in a sense. But I love all of them. I still talk to almost every single one of our cast members every other day, or you know, every two weeks or so. We still keep in touch. It's well, crazy because most people don't. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I think it's cool. I think the idea of just reality TV and TV shows in general are cool. And I'll, I'll kind of give you an idea. So uh, Naked and Freight is a really cool one, right? So for 21 days, people are left out on an island or whatever, right? And you think about 21 days, 24 hours a day, they're sitting out in the wilderness. But the television show is only an hour long with about 15 minutes or 10 minutes worth of commercials. So okay. they've taken 21 days and they've brought it down to about 40 minutes of television time. And so I guess my question to you is how long did y'all actually shoot? You know, was it eight hours of shooting or was it really shot in an hour? Oh, it took all day. So it, it took the way that they did it whenever I was there, because I didn't last long because I can't cook that well, uh, <laughs> um, is we would we filmed for one whole day and that was part of the first episode. And then the second day, I don't know why they had it split. And I think it had to do with the, uh, uh, the schedule of the producers and stuff. Um, we had to do the commercial, which was separate from the actual show uh, through a separate company for Food Network. So then we um, we spent all day, literally we left around 6 and didn't get back to our hotel till probably about 10 o'clock at night. So that was all day for a commercial, and we had to do retakes and retakes and retakes. And then the next day, we finished our uh, our uh, the rest of episode one. So it all took right, about so two days to do one episode. I'm going to ask a question that maybe some of our listeners want to know. I've always wanted to know. If you don't want to answer it, I totally understand. Do people get paid to be on these television shows? You do once you re- – every show is different, though. They have their own contracts and, and the way they have things set for this particular show for us because, you know, there's a celebrity edition, so they're they're paid differently, too. Um, we're paid. If you make it past the first episode, um, then you get paid for each episode that you last. And then once the show is over, that is whenever they mail you your checks and you get your money. You don't get it, like, right after you leave. But, yes, you do get paid per episode that you last. And then the winner obviously wins – gets paid per episode plus the, you know, the product. Product. Yeah. Mm-hmm. cool. Well, look, I, I got a question for you. Okay. Uh-huh. Let, let's not bury the lead here. All right. You were mm-hmm. on a show called worst cooks in America. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what's it feel like being known as a terrible cook and what does it mean to be the worst cook or a terrible cook? I mean, for me, not much has changed, really. So, I mean, you know, if you want to say I'm the worst cook or you want to say I'm a horrible cook, I would agree with you 1,000%. So I'm totally okay with being known as a horrible cook um, because I, I just don't – everyone's different, but it's not – not having the patience, not um, – you just don't know what you're doing. I literally don't know what I'm doing. That's what makes me a horrible cook is I know in my mind I want to get better for the sake of my kids, you know, and not in, in my pocket, you know, because I'm always driving and getting to go food and stuff. But um, I just I don't have the patience when I finally feel like I have the patience and I'm like, okay, great, I'll go buy this recipe. I will do exactly what this recipe says and how they did it and somehow it still does not even come out like anywhere near what it was that this recipe is supposed to taste like. And I just, I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just genuinely not a great cook and I'm just not meant for cooking. Um, but I've tried, I've had maybe one dish to make great. And other than that, uh, I'm not that great. And and I'm okay with that. I've, I've learned that I am in, came to grips with the fact that I'm not a good cook. Well, um, speaking of cooking, what were some of the meals and entrees that you cooked on the show? Ooh, okay, 
obviously for the first one, they wanted you uh, before the show even before you even came. They wanted you to submit something that you're used to cooking at home. So there was one that was a jalapeno uh, popper sandwich, which I actually got the idea from um, T Bones Records, um, and. I made that, so everybody made their own dish, uh, one dish that they were used to making, um, and that was in the first episode, and then they taught us how to make fajitas, but it's different because um, you would have Amberell's team, and then you had uh, Tyler Florence's team, so we may have had different dishes, so for our team, we had fajitas uh, for one round, and another round, uh, we had to cook, what was it? It was, it was breakfast, but I can't remember what it was, because it's been so, uh, so long. The other one, um, we made fish. But we had to fillet a whole fish, and I've never filleted a whole fish before. And what's crazy is I worked at a seafood market for like five years, <laughs> but I never had to fillet a whole fish, and that's that's what sent me home. That I just I, fill, I butchered that sucker and I burned it. Um, let's talk about the competition of the show. For some of our listeners that maybe have not seen uh, Worst Cooks in America, what is the format of this competition? It's basically taking the worst cooks in America. We're all from across the nation, and the goal is to make us better. We are trained by professional chefs. So you have Amberell. It's her show, essentially. Um, but you have her team, which is the red team, and her team is always known for basically winning because she is the, the main you know chef for the show. Um, and then you have the blue team, and typically it's Tyler Florence. It could be um, Rachel Ray. Uh, it's different chefs each season, um, and they compete. So, you know, for each round, you have one person from the red, one person from the blue that wins. And so, of course, they progress and they keep going to the next uh, to the next round until everyone's eliminated down to two people. And then they have the, the big round, uh, um, and then that, that person wins. So you're taking the worst from America and making them the best. How competitive were the other contestants? Oh, very competitive, and the fact that some of them have already been on shows, they knew how to. It's it's also about ratings. It's not just about our season for season twelve was the highest watched. If you're watching like for viewers and you get all the statistics uh, out of any season, even the celebrity editions, we had the most viewers um, and, and than any other season. And I think it's you know that also plays a role in who they keep on the show obviously so all of us were competitive yes but it wasn't just competitive in cooking it's being competitive like on the show and who is the most theatrical and and who has like the craziest personality um that's what keeps them on the show too and so for me i also feel like that's why i also didn't last long um is because i i was great on the show but i was treating it like an actual competition like i was I knew I was on the show. I wanted to try to get better, so I was more serious about it. Uh, and so it didn't make me as, I guess, entertaining um, than everyone else that was, you know, going above and beyond. Like you have ASAP, who I love. He's been on Are You the One, and so you think he can dance. He's a professional dancer, and he was just so theatrical. Um, and then you have the twins. They've been on two other shows. Um, you've had Steven, who's been on, I think, Nickelodeon or either Disney shows before. Um, Sharon. So, yeah. How big you are and how big your personality is on the show, on top of also cooking the dish correctly is what helps to keep you on the show. It's not just the competition itself. Or just the cooking. Let our listeners know exactly what season and what episode you were on. So, season 12, I think, is what I heard you say, right? And then what episode was it? 
episode one and two, and it was on Hulu. Uh, that's the only one that I could find it on is on Hulu right now. Excellent. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about the setup of the filming. Um, where did you go to film the season? And then also the second part of the question is, is there a live studio audience? Okay, so for the commercial, they hired people to come in um, as the quote-unquote, like, the audience that was out there um, for the actual commercial. But for the show, no, there's not an audience at all. Um, We were in a hotel, which is crazy because for our season, we had a bigger budget from from what I was told. So every season before, if you go back and watch them, everybody lives in a house together. And so, you know, some of the episodes would start where you come downstairs and there's like a little note in the kitchen where you have to go meet and then you'll go travel to another place and they'll, you'll cook in different places. For our season, it was the first time that everyone had their own hotel rooms in the same hotel. And at the very top of that hotel is where they filmed the show. So I, it, it was, up to my understanding, they had, they film other shows on there like Chopped and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, we, we filmed upstairs on the very top floor of a hotel where normal people were at. <laughs> but they just didn't know that, you know, there's a studio upstairs. <laughs> Is there any filming behind the scenes? Like, do they try to cater to the drama of reality television? No, not for our season. Um, because again, it was the first time they ever had us in hotels. So they couldn't really be seen walking through the hotels you know, um, for this particular season. Um, had we been in a house like all the other seasons, I think they would have made it more like reality, but they didn't for our season. Um, they only filmed whenever we were on set, and then that was it. Gotcha. So do you finish that show, and now do you kind of fiend for another opportunity to be on TV or to be in another game show, or like, do you have this craving to do something else, or are you kind of done with the TV side of stuff? Well... <laughs> So I, um, I, I, I don't crave it, but if the opportunity came my way, I wouldn't necessarily pass it up. It depends because I'm not I, – I have children, so I'm not going to be on some reality show that's like about, you know, like a dating reality show or anything like that um, just because, you know, again, I have kids and I just – it's not my thing. Um, but I did have an opportunity last year. Um, my friends that were on the show, so uh, Sharon and Shatima and um, one other person – um, they saw an opportunity to apply for a show. Um, it's for a, uh, it's a pilot, basically, a pilot for a new show that, you know, no one has seen out there yet. Um, and he asked me, he said, hey, uh, do you want to be on the show? Because at the time, he's filming for the second, uh, his second round on um, the Great Food Truck Race. He already won the first one um, and was, was in the middle of filming another one. And I was like, sure, why not? So he, he put my information on the application, and they called us back. And basically, um, they, we flew to New York. So they paid for us to fly to New York in October, and we filmed um, for uh, some producers. And so we're just waiting to hear back from them because of the pandemic and everything. It kind of like it slowed things, it slowed things down. Um, but it was for a major network that I can't say right now. But yes. very so, cool. That's awesome. Congratulations for sure. Thank you. Thank you. Where do you go to find these opportunities for all those people that actually want to get a chance to, to do it? Like, how do you how do you know these are out there to be done? Well, I just have to get lucky because my friend, you know, that was already on the show told me because he's still filming. But I literally this is just the way that I did it. I Googled it. You can choose like all the big networks if you want and go to their websites and they all tell you when they have auditions and they all tell you the types of shows that they have that are coming out that they want you to apply for. It's just most people don't think to do it. 
it's right there. Like it's it's so easy for you to find it. It's nothing hard at all. Well, I, know, I know what I'm going to spend the rest of my day doing today. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I will tell you they look for it, – it, it is cheeky at the end of the day. They're looking for personality. So they want you to still be yourself. They can tell if you're being fake or not um, whenever they're interviewing you because you have to remember when they see your stuff on paper or if you're sending in a video audition – you know, half the time, most of the videos that they're seeing are probably the same videos over and over and over. People saying the same thing. So if you're going to send in a video or you're going to apply, be yourself. But you also have to remember you're on TV or you will be on TV. So you have to you have to bring it at the same time. You've got to make your personality like 10 times more, but still be yourself at the same time. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. Absolutely. That does. It's very well said. And that's, you know, really exciting, Priscilla, about the potential for your future. You know, it makes me feel great that we had you on the show, that you were willing to take a few minutes to, to talk to us. <laughs> I appreciate y'all even um, wanting me to be on. Oh, our pleasure. Um, so I guess we'll leave it there today. But uh, really, like I said, enjoyed having Priscilla on the show. Um, this is a you know, a Food Network star and hopefully an emerging Hollywood star. <laughs> Thank you, guys. All right. We will see all of our listeners soon right here on the Limitless Conversation Podcast.